Good morning, DJ and PKs. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So, what a weekend that was, huh? That was a ton of sports. I don't even know where to start. Um, okay, really disappointing loss for the Aggies in the bowl game Friday. I mean, get a stop. And it's not all in the defense. I thought the special teams coughed up 10 points, muffing the punt, the onside kick. Seven and six doesn't feel good. Eight and five, I would have tried to spin it as good. I know a lot of you wanted a ninth or tenth win, but I think seven and six, we got unity in the community. That's disappointing. However, Aggie fans rallied behind the basketball team on Saturday, beating Florida. That felt good, didn't it? Especially after they got South Florida, a couple of neutral games, and nice wins. So good for Aggie basketball. For the Cougars, they thrashed Weber State, and then Weber State takes the double whammy because the football team got drilled at James Madison. So Weber State, sorry. Yeah, that was uh, – yeah, I got nothing for you there, Weber State. And the Utes, way to back up that Kentucky game with just taking a beating from San Diego State. For my Aztecs, though, not bad bowling over Central Michigan, huh? Bring on the Mac. Well, that's not actually a good thing to say because they got shut out by Ohio a year ago. Well, let's not remember that right now, shall we? Let's get to the Jazz. That was a good win. Terrible second quarter, bad first half, terrible second quarter. But in the second half, they just kept grinding their way back into the game. They defended, they made threes, they shortened the bench, starters played more minutes, and it all paid off. They got a nice win in Charlotte. So now it's a good trip. If they get the win in Miami tonight, it's a great trip. I don't think they'll get the win in Miami. If they do, it'll be the best win in the streak, hands down. They got a five-game streak, six out of seven. Miami's Miami's got a uh, they've gotten off to a good start here. Will they sustain it? Will it translate into the postseason? But uh, bringing in Jimmy Butler, tied for third in the East, percentage points out of second, one of the top five records in the NBA. Uh, this is a good start for Miami. You, you got to like it. And for the Jazz, the competition gets more difficult this week. Miami, Portland at home, at the Clippers. It's a little tougher stretch here this week. All right, we got to get to the football. Uh, we've got the Cougars in their bowl game uh, tomorrow night, uh, Christmas Eve. And then on New Year's Eve, we've got the Utes. And Jason Shelley, out of necessity, moving to defense. Uh, he's a quarterback. Did he play safety in high school? That's kind of a normal move. He gets asked that. Let's listen into that conversation right now on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Last weekend. And uh, she's over there, ready to play some safety. Some safety? Is that? Did you play it in high school? No, no I've never okay. played any defense before until I got here. How so. do you like it so far? I mean, it's an adventure. It's an experience. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do a lot for the team, so you know, I go out there and try my best no matter where I'm at. Is this a challenge you kind of welcome? How do you feel about it so far? Uh, it's a, uh, it's it's a uh, different. Um, knowing that I've never played defense before, so that's just an experience. I got to go out there and tackle and cover people and stuff. But out there, I'm you know I'm out there ready to work. I'm excited, uh, trying to win some games. You were pushing Jason or Tyler all season long. You just talk about Tyler and the season he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler had a great year. Um, I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he has a great chance to do something in the NFL. And uh, I just hope for the best. I, hope, I want to keep working hard and keep doing this thing because uh, he's a good kid and he works really hard. Is it coming quickly? Because I think Coach Witt said you might be ready to play in a bowl game on defense. Um, I'm ready whenever, you know. I probably, I'll, me personally, I'll probably do all 20, 23 positions except for kicker and punter. I can't kick or punt, but if, if anything ever got asked from me, I'll be ready to go out there and play. 
What's uh, I guess what is the biggest challenge moving from quarterback to, to defensive back? What, what's what's the biggest difference? Um, just you know, just really just the whole thing. I went from trying to score touchdowns to trying to prevent touchdowns, and that's just the biggest thing for me. And uh, but uh, just coming from an offense, I think that uh, it kind of I have an advantage on knowing what offenses try to do, so that kind of helps, kind of help me ease into the defensive side. So you're able to read defenses and, and see where defensive backs are going to be. Yes, sir. Chase, do you have any uh, hard feelings about it? Do you want to play quarterback, and are you going to be happy and stay in the program here? Um, I'll, I came here as a quarterback. I really like to play quarterback, you know. But you know, I'm all here for the team, and I'll do whatever it takes for the team. But uh, you know, they they felt like that I was probably better at safety, and uh, I would have liked to get a shot at. QB in the spring, but you know, it is what it is, so I'm just going to go out there and work. Ain't nothing to it. No plans to leave the program because of that? No, nah, no plans right now. No, I'm just all for it. I'm all Utah. I'm all Utah, baby. That's all I am. So, yeah. so I came here for it. came here for a reason, so that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. Yes, sir. Do you, do you take any, uh, I guess, uh, motivation in the fact that guys like Chase Hansen have, have succeeded mm -hmm. on defense after playing quarterback? Um, just me personally, um, I mean, I, I'm, all, I'm all in, but, uh, you know, I didn't really think about Chase Hansen or nothing, but, I mean, that's my dog. I ain't going to lie, but that's my guy, Chase. But I didn't really think about it until, like, kind of, like, it's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I'm just out there doing what I can and try to win some games. I think that might be the best path for you to play in the NFL. Um, I mean, I can't read through the future, so I can't even tell. But, uh, I mean, you never know, you know, so we're going to see. There's Jason Shelley with the media, and he is uh, he's never played. He has never played defense, but uh, they've had multiple injuries. Jalen Johnson isn't playing. They lost a couple guys to safety. They need bodies. I mean, what if somebody else goes down during this game? Uh, now, advice for Shelley. Well, Francis Bernard, Utah linebacker, has a few words for Jason Shelley. Here's Francis with the media. Guys are just about ready to move this operation to Texas. Now, how's the team looking? And you guys got over the hurt from the Oregon game? Yeah, we're over it. Uh, I think we've been over it. You know, this week's been really great. Um, practice today was really good, actually. Um, everyone was flying around, physical, and so we're just ready to roll. You know, everyone's been preparing their butts off, and so um, come Texas time, it's going to be a good game. Chris, what more do you want to get out of this season for yourself personally, whether it just be your name? I mean, what do you want to get more out of? Um, you know, for me, it's just, uh, I'm just you know, kind of, uh, putting a staple on the season that I put together, you know, showing the scouts and the, the country that, you know, I'm uh, the backer that can do just about anything. I can blitz, I can, you know, play man coverage, uh, zone coverage, and, you know, I could stop the run. And so um, that's just what this game's going to be. It's just going to be a, a matter of all those things combined. And I hope everyone can see that, you know, being on the national stage that we'll be on. And so it's going to be a fun game. And so why did all the seniors decide to come back? Nobody's opting out to get ready for the NFL. Why? Why is that? Is it important? You know, I think it's two things. I think one, it's just, you know, getting a chance to play with the boys. You know, that, that's a big thing for me is just, you know, I love these guys. You know, these guys are everything to me. They are the reason why, you know, I've had a successful season. And so why not play one more game with them and why not finish it the right way? Um, the other reason, I think uh, it's just going to help them. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help every single one of us with our stocks and, and everything moving forward. And so it's going to be those two things. Is this the type of game or type of game prep that you can use to – you know, help improve the younger guys as well. Do you do you take pride in that? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, we we've done a lot of developmental practice after uh, our own practices, and so um, it gives them the opportunity uh, to you know get that one-on-one -on -one time with their own coaches. And so you know, if they're able to um, take advantage of those times, it could help really help improve them. But you know, it's all up to them. One of your uh, defensive mates, Javelin Gidry, doesn't seem to get as much attention as the rest of you guys. What does he bring to your team? Man, he. I mean. One, he's he's always the guy covering the fastest guy on the field, and so 
that means a lot. You know, when we can just eliminate one one part of the defense and then focus on everything else, it's it's a huge game changer. You know, we ask him every single week to go out and cover guys who run 10 to you know 100 uh, 100 meter dashes and guys who are just as fast as him. And so when you know we got you got a guy who could do that, it's just it's such a centerpiece to our defense. And you know we don't have to worry about him because he does he does such a terrific job. Well, his toughness. I guess he's kind of like a linebacker in some ways, yeah. but he's so little though. Yeah, I mean he's little, but man, he brings you know like I said, he's able to come play in the box. He's able with the cover guys and so he does it all and like um like you said you know people um haven't talked to him talked about him as much this year but i mean he's done a terrific job and i hope um you know going into next year you know it's just gonna be bigger things better things for him and so uh, the secondary obviously losing Jalen and julian and that how how's that going to change the dynamics of your defense especially when texas is such a good passing team to have your secondary kind of defeat? uh you know i don't think it's going to change much uh knowing coach scally and coach witt you know they're going to come up with a good scheme and as long as we uh you know abide by the scheme and continue to do what they ask you know things are going to turn out great we're learning that Jason's uh, moving, Jason Shelley's moving over to defense. Yeah. You've made a transition similar, obviously in from different positions, but what's what's the biggest challenge? I mean, what's what's your kind of advice to him as he makes that transition? Um, it's just a mentality difference, you know. Um, he's he's going from a position where you know just a whole different dynamic of the game, where you know he's got to he has to make decisions here and there. But now he's he's on defense, where you know at some point he's going to have to. Realize, you know, you just have to have that like no no abandon mentality. You know, go in, be reckless, and just try to make a play. And so once he figures that out, like if you were to watch him on practice, like he moves really well, it gets to the ball really well. Now it's just a matter of getting that nasty mentality and be able to play defense. There's Francis Bernard and Jason Shelley. All right, when we come back, Kalani Sataki from Hawaii, talking Cougar football, talking about the game with uh, the University of Hawaii, and Kyle Whittingham talking about recruiting now that's all wrapped up. Stay with us. That's coming up, followed by Joe Ingles later in the hour. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Let's go to Hawaii. Not literally, although that would be awesome. Although maybe not so much. I heard they're getting a lot of rain out there right now. I guess it's just pouring uh, really hard. Not like the light summer rain where you can still go out and it's just really coming down. So we'll see if that uh, weather holds, <clears throat> and if so, how that has an impact on BYU and Hawaii. But here's Kalani Sataki. Well, both teams have to play in, in the uh, elements, so I'm not worried about it. I'm glad that we uh, had some practice. And I mean, it was actually uh, spotty here because it was uh, great weather for five minutes, and then... The wind would pick up, and then the rain would come, and so I think we got everything but snow here, and we don't have to, we shouldn't have to worry about that on Tuesday. What do you think the offense has to do to be successful Tuesday night? Just get the ball in the end zone. I mean, you know, they're able to get a lot of yards and, and get first downs, and then the key is just get the ball in the end zone and score points. And uh, we do that, I'll feel really good with with our, our chances. Is there anything at stake for Zach as far as how he plays, or, or uh, is he pretty safe? Moving into spring, as, as well, we, we compete during the during the week, and then uh, you know we, if we have to make adjustments during the game. But that's at every position. So, uh, but I don't think they have to worry about anything. None of the guys uh, at, at center or D end or, or linebacker have to look over their shoulders. You know, so 
We play the best guys and they compete during the week and, and in the game times when they usually uh, are able to, get to, to show it. So uh, I, I think they should go into the game feeling really confident, Zach included. Do you have a feel yet for the makeup of the crowd? How many BYU fans will be in attendance or anything? Or? Nope, not worried about it. I mean, I think I think uh, you know we're I think there's going to be fans supporting both sides, but uh, you know we just have to go into it focused on the game and not really worry about anything on the outside other than uh, you know making our fans happy. So that's, uh, that's that's our mindset going into this game. We're just honored to be here and, and excited to play against Hawaii and. Uh, just loved watching them throughout the year, you know, so looking forward to, to getting on that field and competing against them and tons of respect and, and admiration for that program and, and their fans. And so looking forward to this game and, and honored to be here. How early were you even scout them, just knowing that perhaps they'd be in this game too? Or? Well, we, we just scouted them just to be safe. We scouted, I think, four teams okay. going into that um, early bowl prep. I think they were getting ready for the game against Boise. Right. And so we just scouted them anyways and... and uh, and did some things that, that carried over with all the teams that we're looking at. And so um, I, think it, I think it worked out, and, and, and I'm glad that we were able to, to bet on that a little bit. Was it challenging because they had two different quarterbacks and they switched things up? Yeah, except that, uh, you know, Cordero and, and, and McDonald, they both run. And so yeah. I think they they very similar in, in, the, in their approach. It's not like one is a... Um, is a wildcat guy or, or the other. They both throw the ball really well, and they both are quick and can move, and they're both tough kids. So uh, I think it's just a, the matter of, of who's hot for them, and and uh, we have to have the same kind of approach regardless of who's on the game in the game. But uh, very capable runners, and they have really good. Uh, if you look at their yards per average in the run game, that's pretty impressive, and they get rid of the ball really quickly. So uh, I think uh, for all of us, we, we just got to be ready for all of it, and and, and you know we'll see. Um, what happens because I know Furuto is coming back and, and he's been playing a little bit more so and he's always he's a, d- a dangerous changeup from what they normally go with what they've had most of the season so uh, I think uh, you know, they're doing a good job using all their talents and, and uh, we're looking forward to the matchup and I know on, on their defensive side they, they play and tackle well and then their assignment sound well coached team. Are you as healthy as you've been, notwithstanding the season-ending injuries? Are you as healthy as you've been all year? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think there's still some questions on, on who's going to play. The, basically, the guys that didn't play in, in the San Diego State game, it's just it's still a matter of whether, like, uh, Bracken Elbacki comes to mind if he'll be on the field. There's some others. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard because if they haven't been practicing this entire time, it's more than likely they won't play. But uh, we'll, we'll be able to still see. Uh, it, for the skill position, it's a little different compared to a, a lineman. And, uh, you know, he's been, guys like Bracken especially have been kind of in the mix a little bit and have been doing some things. But whether they're 100% to go uh, in the game, that's another thing. We, we need to make sure that they pass the protocol and that they're, they keep themselves healthy. Well, all the Hawaii fans really view this as a huge rivalry. Mm-hmm. Just wondering what it's like on the other side. Yeah, so do we. I, I, I wish we played them every every year because, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I grew up here. You know, so I, I grew up with, with Hawaii always playing BYU and, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, connections between the two programs. So, um, what side were you rooting for? Oh, I was always rooting for BYU side. So that's. <laughs> but when when Hawaii wasn't playing BYU, I always cheered for them. So, um, we we'll always want them to do well, and that's kind of been the deal. We've we'll always supported them, and and usually know guys on the team that, that play. So, uh, yeah, and now I know I know a lot of the coaches as well. So it's just good people and, and on both sides, and. and just honored to be in this game, and, and I wouldn't mind playing them every year. So Nick Rolovich said today that somebody signed him up for FarmersOnly.com. What was that? Nick Rolovich said uh-huh. on Twitter somebody signed him up for FarmersOnly.com. Was that you? 
I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. It's a website. It's a, okay. <laughs> no, but... It's just a joke. <laughs> no, I mean, uh... He's just a colorful Rolo guy. and I have a good relationship. We can text and talk to each other quite often, so... Do you, do you, uh, yeah, I mean, we keep in touch quite a bit, so... Uh, I just, I think he's a really good person, and, I, you know, I think we kind of... You know, we're, we're both guys that are coaching at our alma maters, and so it's pretty, pretty cool, unique situation, and... Um, yeah, so we, we, I mean, we've been able to keep keep communication for a long time throughout our coaching career. So um, look forward to, <laughs> to seeing him and talking about this this website that he got uh, that, that they someone that gives me an idea. So if something happens tonight, then maybe we'll see LDSSingles.com or something like that for him. <laughs> but I gotta say though that um, you um, got your dream job being where you are now. Mm -hmm. But it also seemed like there was a point a while back where Hawaii was interested in you as a coach. For a little bit. Were you interested in them at all, or? I think that when they hired um, um, Norm Chow, uh -huh. I, I know that there was an opening at, at that time, and, and um, I've always always yeah. loved this place, and always uh, like what the, you know. I love the people of Hawaii, so I always had an admiration for this place. And it's just, I mean, our flight was delayed, and we yeah. got in late, and when the plane landed, it just felt like home when we got off, and then everybody felt great breathing in the mm -hmm. the humidity, and it's just, a, I mean, come on, look at this, this is, look at our guys, they have their shirts off, and then this, this is cold to, to people from Hawaii, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we're breaking up furniture, <laughs> burning furniture now. Yeah, yeah, so they, I mean, this is, this is a lot of fun, and, and uh, there's always going to be that feeling of, of uh, just comfort here, you know what I mean, and, and in so many different ways, but the, the most important is that the people here are amazing, and just, just uh, glad to be connected to this right, place. Well, yeah, what's the first meal you're gonna have outside of this? Well, I've been eating everything that you could think of, um, so it doesn't really, just all the spots, you know. I don't get this body from from uh, from starving myself too too often, so uh, I, I think there's there, there's a good place to eat. I'll, I'll make sure I. Eat. A lot of locals has already seen me there. There's Kalani Sataki in Hawaii. Now, here's Kyle Whittingham with the bold plans for his team and the last few recruits they signed, the four-star guys, what is the thing of this recruiting class, and Jason Shelley moving to defense. Here's Kyle Whittingham. What's left of recruiting? Anything? Uh, yeah, we just have a couple spots. And uh, we uh, may or may not fill them in February. We'll see. we get uh, you know get the get the uh, best players available it may end up being portal we'll see what happens but uh, yeah we got what 90 percent of it done with just a couple spots left let's talk about yesterday obviously getting the flip from ohio state and you, I mean, you picked up some big four-star guys it's good it was a good uh, day yesterday and and uh, we're looking for maybe another signee today and uh like i said that'll put a wrap on it until we get back in action that it doesn't open up again for contact until like January 16th, so we got a big, a big chunk of time that's that's downtime. Now recruiting continues with phone calls and that type of thing, but as far as actual contact with athletes, that shuts down until uh, mid-January. Summary of how this class went. Very good so far. Very good. You know, very pleased. Got a bunch of good players, guys that can come in and help right away. In our opinion, we'll see what happens, but. But uh, I think it's one of the best classes we've ever been able to put together, and we still got to put the finishing touches on it. Is Clark Phillips the kind of kid that could come in and compete for Absolutely. Right away? Absolutely. So what is it about his skill set that suits this defense? He's the whole package corner-wise. He's got speed, quickness, uh, great ball skills. His hips are fluid, uh, competitor, he's ultra-competitive. Uh, ultra um, and he's got uh, he's got the personality. There's a certain personality that those uh, those elite corners have. And he's got. Is he similar to Jalen Johnson? Yes. Yeah. A little more demonstrative though okay. than Jalen. Yeah. A little more demonstrative. 
And Sharif has done it for confident, a long time. Extremely confident as well. Oh yeah, since sophomore year. Yeah, it's been a long uh, recruitment. And even when he committed to uh, Ohio State, Sharif never relented. Just kept uh, staying in contact. And and that's why you do. That's why you recruit that way because you never know what's going to happen. Kyle, how do you feel about the QB room now as it currently stands? Right now with Tyler and everyone that we've had all season. Outside of Tyler, you guys coming back. Oh, for next year. Yeah. We feel good, and like uh, I think I mentioned the other day, we're most likely going to add another one or two, depending on what happens. But uh, you know, we can't. Uh, Cam Rising is going to be in the room, and we know that uh, Jake Bentley is going to be in the room, and then we ideally need two more. I, I mentioned Jason Shelley is taking reps at defense right now, but very good at safety, very good. And uh, Drew Lisks. Future is up in the air with whether he wants to come back, he's graduating, or just move on. So, so it'll be a different look next year, but we feel confident we'll be in good shape. Aside from the fact that Bentley's played a lot of games at a high level, what does he bring to the room that maybe some of the other guys don't? He's, he's a very mature kid. Uh, he's a coach's son, so he's he's grown up in the, in the environment, knows exactly how to conduct himself as a quarterback, and uh, he's, a, he's a leader. And uh, physically, he's very gifted. You know, big, strong kid, 6'4", 220 plus, with a big arm. Could, could Jason even play court, uh, defense next week, or? It's possible. It's possible to see what happens. Yes, absolutely. We'll see how much he can progress. Uh, you know, he's, he's come a long way. He needs to come a little bit further, and we'll see what happens at the bowl site. Defensive back is a little depleted, you know, with injuries and how do you feel about that going against Texas? He's got the next man up. You know what they say about problems, 80% of the people don't care and 20% are glad you got them. So mm -hmm. nobody cares about it. So the next guy's got to step up, be competitive, and get it done for us. Talk about uh, Gidry, you know, just he kind of gets overlooked, you know. He does. Gidry gets, Gidry gets way overlooked. He is... His value to this football team is, is huge. Uh, that slot corner position is difficult position to play. He has been rock solid for us for three years now and, and doesn't get his due because, you know, he's got some really good players around him that were upperclassmen this year, seniors. But he's a guy that uh, has been instrumental to our success on defense. Will he play anymore considering the losses in the backfield or will he just play the same position? Well, they're predominantly 11 personnel team, and so he'll be on the field pretty much the whole game. Yeah. How about Jason Thompson? Is he Back practicing, chasing uh, Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Brian should be fine. Brian should be fine. Cal, where do you put Tyler Huntley kind of in the pecking order? In the same breath as Alex Smith and Brian Johnson? You know, it's hard to compare. It's, you know, not every quarterback has the same style and so forth, but I'm telling you right now, he has been incredible this year, uh, exceeded. Uh, I don't want to say our expectations, but I'm sure he exceeded most people's expectations on the outside. Um, his leadership, uh, you know, his win-loss record this year. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, can't say enough good things. Hate to make comparison, but he's right up there with Brian and Alex and the, the, the uh, very talented ones that have come through here. And what has Andy done to maximize Tyler? He's connected with him. That's the, I guess that's the best word I can use. He's, him and Tyler connected right out of the gate. Tyler believes in Andy. Andy believes in Tyler. Uh, Tyler hung on every word, principle, philosophy that Andy brought to the table for him and assimilated it and just put it into action. Is that the right word, assimilated? Very nice. Okay. After how defense-heavy your recruiting class was, how important was it for you guys to talk to Phillips and get that flip? It was very important. Like I said, whenever, three, the three corners that took virtually every rep are gone after this game. And so we're starting over at corner. 
as far as the guys that are going to be on the field. Now, we got some good corners in the program. I don't want to say we don't have any young guys that just haven't had their shot, but to have a guy like Clark Phillips in this signing class solves a lot of the problem. How, talk about Bradley and I. How bad does he want that sack or half sack? Well, you'd have to ask him, but I hope he wants it pretty bad. I mean, it's a, it's a great record to have, and, and he was named Consensus All-American, which we've only had a, I don't know how many, a handful, seven or so. I can't give you the exact count, but that's elite company that he's in, and uh, it would be nice for him to uh, go out with a you know a very good game and, and the record. And, you know, nothing, nothing against Hunter Dimmick because he was a tremendous player for us as well, but, but Brad was right there with an opportunity to, uh, to do something pretty special. So what do you guys do the next four days? Just we practice tomorrow, yeah. and then we uh, fly them home if they're from out of state. Uh, if they're in state, obviously they just drive home, and we bring them back from their homes to the bull site on the 25th, Christmas Day evening or late afternoon, and then we just start practicing down there. So they'll have what three full days off? Or is it four full four full days off? Do you guys do anything as a team for Christmas that night or anything? No, we'll, everyone's going to come in so late. We won't all be there till about 10:30 at night. So, so nothing special. But they've had a chance to. They will have had the chance to spend Christmas at home with their families. Okay. And on 26, we have a big dinner for them. Does that count? Sure. Or Christmas dinner. Okay. We have a Christmas dinner. When they get there. I'll be there. 8:30. Belly up to the bar. <laughs> What does the uh, offensive line have to improve um, for the Texas game? Well, we certainly got to perform better than we did in the last ball game. That was our worst performance of the year, not only with the O-line, but the team overall. And so we've got to rebound. We've got to get back to doing the things that we've been doing all season long, protecting the passer, opening up running lanes, and I got we got full confidence that they'll do that. How easy can guys like Jordan Wilmore and Devin Brownfield make the transition as you say, say goodbye to Zach? Yeah, Zach Moss is graduating. We're looking for RB1, you know, the number one running back in the in the program. And we've got a lot of candidates for it. Jordan Wilmore, uh, Devonta Henry Cole, got uh, Makai Bernard, a freshman who redshirted. Um, you know, uh, TJ McDonald. We got we got a lot of guys, and so. It's uh, or TJ Green. Why do I keep saying it? he was an FC receiver? I probably was a safety for the Niners. Safety from the but he played at FC. Yeah, I think I've said you. that like 20 times since TJ's been here. Anyway, we got a lot of good candidates, and uh, it'll be a good battle this spring. It'll be uh, it'll be and we got some good ones coming in too that aren't here yet. That'll get their opportunity. Ty Jordan comes to mind. There's Kyle Whittingham, and before that, Kalani Sataki. When we come up next, Joe Ingles. When we come back, stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jazz have a five-game win streak after coming from behind in Charlotte in the second half. Uh, PK and I talked to Joe Ingles late in the show on Friday for your early risers. I know it's a little dated now. We're not going to ask about the Hornets game because it hadn't happened yet, but you still want to hear from Joe. Here he is. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Bam! 
Yeah. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to Mountainland Supply. Dot com. Joe joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease now through December 26th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas edition of the Joe Engel Show right here. It's not Christmas yet. I know, but by the time <laughs> we talk to you again, Christmas will be over. So this will have to well, do. We miss it. Well, bad luck. We miss out. Okay. Uh, So we've talked a lot about, you know, new guys and everybody's got to get used to playing together. And I was watching the five of you finish finish off that win over Atlanta. And I was thinking, you know, Mike's been hurt and he's been in and out of the lineup. And maybe there's some issues with the bench that have to be ironed out and all that. But I was watching the confidence the five of you played. And I thought some of the guys are really starting to connect. Do you feel connected to those guys, all the stuff Quinn talks about when you're out there in those situations? Um, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's getting better and better. Um, I, I mean, I even think, kind of like what you said, I think, I think the bench together is starting to figure out the way that they play and the, what they can do and um, the way that group can be good out there. Uh, I think, um, obviously, that kind of starting group that started last night, the one, kind of the one without Mike um, that that started a couple of weeks before he, when he was out as well. Um, we've, we've played a lot of, uh, a lot of minutes together now. Um, so same thing. We're, we're figuring out things that work, things that don't work. Um, kind of, I guess the way we like to play um, as a group of, of five and, um, and then when those other guys kind of come in off the bench, figuring out the best way that, that we can that we can win win games. So, um, uh, I mean, I think it's getting better. Uh, I I always thought and knew it was going to take time. You, you never know how much time it's going to take. Um, but but I'm obviously, like I said, I'm confident that that we're figuring it out. Ha ha, Joe! You got to start and you got to take shots. No more. Oh, I'm just going to fit in. Nope. You're going to be an integral part. Have you accepted it yet? I mean, I always knew I was going to be an integral part. I just, I'm not going to go out there and shoot 20 shots, but I'll shoot the shots that come to me. And you're going to get really mad at me because I'm going to say the same thing that I've said for five years. And I'm not going to take shots that aren't within the flow of the offense. I'm not going to force anything. Um, I'm going to take the shots that come to me. I'm going to take the shots that are within our offense and they're going great. If not, I'll make another impact another way. So the other night I was... You can I, just record that answer for me. And, and I say, hey, but you're, you're going to hey, shoot I'm, more. When I, I'm gonna, you are going I'm gonna to say, shoot hey, more. I'm going to give the same answer. You press the button and it just plays that answer. <laughs> We'll do it 20 years from now when you're in Australia. <laughs> uh, the, the, the other night, I was about ready to cuss you out. It was uh, against uh, – you, you had the ball against the Magic, and you were right in, over by where Gail Miller sits, and you had a shot, and you passed it to Donovan in the corner. And as you're getting ready to pass it, I'm thought, Joe, shoot the ball. You were hot that night. But 
Mitchell no, made the shot, so you got off the hook. If you saw the whole possession, did you, did you see the whole possession? Yeah, Donovan drove. He got underneath the hoop. He threw it out into the left corner, swung it around the perimeter. I think everybody touched it, but you did hesitate to let a guy run at you when you were open. And then you ball faked him, and you did get him in the air. As the late Chick Hearn said, the popcorn machine, and then you threw it to Donovan in the corner. You really did have a choice, Joe. I did. And if that guy, I think it was Fournier, if Fournier had hesitated a second, I would have shot it. But being the lethal threat that I am, he had to run at me. (laughs) And I think, honestly, I think that, um, uh, I mean, I don't know of the course of the year or how long I've been here, but I think that's one of the best plays that um, I've been involved with. And I don't, not saying that as in um, anything funny or anything, but I think the the fact that for Donovan to be able to see, like that's a, that's a hard play to make, jumping up in the air, throwing it to the corner, and then for him not to just stand under the hoop and expect one of us to shoot it or whatever to get back out, and for us to all, like you said, everyone, I think everyone touched the ball. Maybe Rudy didn't because he set the pick, but Rudy got the the, the drive initiated with with Donovan and. Um, and that's like that's the way we want to play. We're, we're an unselfish team. We want to make an extra pass. Um, we want to turn a good shot into a great shot. So I think that just um, really shows the, the way we want to play. And for it to work out that way and for Donovan to, to start it and then to get the shot and make it, I think, it, uh, I think it was a really good play. So there, take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it went in, so all's well. <laughs> Well, the fact is that uh, as you look at these, you've won four in a row and five out of six. And as you look at this run, you have been shooting more. You've also been shooting a higher percentage. Uh, and so things seem to be trending. It, it goes back to what I said about just a comfort level as you guys play together. You're up to about 10 shots a game now during this uh, winning streak, and that corresponds with a hot streak from you as your, uh, your three-point percentage is climbing here. You've been, you know, you've been shooting 50% from the arc this month. That slow start seems like a thing of the past. You've got, you got a good 10-game stretch here where that thing's going in. Um, no, I didn't know I was shooting that. Um, Thanks for bringing it up and probably ruining it. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I think, I mean, I think for me, like I said early on, I think it was just finding that um, my kind of role within the team. Um, obviously, originally I was coming off the bench and I was kind of figuring it out. And um, I think for me, starting when I when I went back into the starting lineup when Mike went uh, when Mike got injured. Um, it kind of just like it, it, it was an automatic, um, natural kind of <laughs> easy thing for me. To, that that was easier for me than it was at the start of the year coming off the bench. I knew in the starting lineup, kind of, I'd done it for three years. I, I just knew the way I needed to play. And um, it's funny, as kind of stupid as it sounds, that was a lot easier than it was at the start of the year coming off the bench trying to figure it out. So. Um, again, I'm not going to force anything, but I think with, with the guys I've, I've been starting with, obviously they're, they're pretty big threats. Having Boyan out there, Rudy on the rim, Donovan, Bruce, uh, Royce shooting 45% or whatever on the year. Um, you, you're going to get looks. Me and him, me and Royce are probably the two that are going to get probably the most open looks. And um, 
I said it at media the other week or two when I started it. And I think for me and him, it's um, we can do a really good job of getting those three easy looks. Um, Royce's penetration, um, obviously his floor spacing, me creating. I think we can get Donovan and Boyan and Rudy some some early some easy early looks, um, and that's what we're kind of out there to do. You spoke of making these decisions, and it's clear whether you're driving and you got Rudy, and so you decide, well, I'm going to ball fake or I'm going to lob it to him and I'm going to go to the hoop and all. They're all split-second decisions that you're literally making right in the moment. How do you get to that point to be able to make those correct split-second decisions? Uh, I think just over time. Um, obviously, you watch film, you, you practice. You, you, I've spent a lot of time with Rudy and pick and roll and um, fave over the fave over the years, and and I think starting to figure it out now with Ed as well. Um, yeah, it is a, a split second decision. I think for me, it's um, unlike kind of Donovan and and whoever Trey Young, these guys. I'm not going to just beat someone off the dribble with speed and and blow by them. So for me, it's using using the timing, the angles. Um, I wait a, a second longer for Rudy to to take maybe another half a step to get a crack on my guy so I know he's out of the play. And then once I know I've got kind of my guy out of the play, it's it's kind of three on one on the back or three on two on the backside with, with me with the ball, Rudy rolling down and, and maybe Royce or Boyan in that corner. Um, and then, yeah, you just got to, I mean, it's, it, I guess it is, it, it's tough. Um, it, it probably looks sometimes the way we do it it probably looks really easy but in that that moment of the ball you've got like you said maybe a split second one or two seconds depending on what it is to to make that decision and make for me making the defender make a decision so i'm trying to make whoever it is alex when commit to me commit to rudy or 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 neither (laughs) um And yeah, like you said, within that second, you've got to got to make the right decision. I think that's obviously why there's turnovers in the game because there's good defenders out there too as well. So um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's something uh, I I love playing pick and roll. Um, I love playing pick and roll with Rudy, and um, yeah, it's just something that you part of the game and uh, something I really enjoy. So since I gave you that stat about three point shooting that you didn't want, I'll give you a stat you do want. Your assists have doubled this month, and I think it goes back to that whole comfortability and everybody reading each other, and you've gone from three assists to six assists a game. But I'm trying to decide if you're better at what PK just talked about, the split-second decision with the ball, or if you're better at the split-second decision with words. Because we've interviewed you a lot, and you are very (laughs) good at hearing the subtleties in a question and dealing with some of the assumptions that are in questions and making sure that you're a good teammate when you're on the air. And I've talked to people in the organization about that. And if they didn't think you were a good teammate, you probably still wouldn't be doing this, honestly. Um, and you make these split-second decisions, but also you talk to all the guys, and you will jam them up. You're not a softie either. So how do you decide when you can tease something about somebody and take a shot and maybe deliver a subtle message and when something is over the top and out of bounds and it's really better off if you don't go there and you just leave it alone? Because... I've seen a couple situations, yeah. and I could throw a couple at you right now, and I'm really not sure which way you'd go, except that it would probably prove to be the right way in the long run, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's 
it's interesting. It's tough. I think. I think you. Um, for me, I try and kind of pick and choose. There's, I think there's times that, um, and I'm obviously definitely guilty of it as well, but um, probably saying or, or doing or reacting at the wrong time. Um, you never want to, and this is the one thing that I try and stay conscious of, you, you never want to embarrass a teammate or um, say something loud enough or something that someone else hears, and another player or a fan or, a, um, or even a coach or, or a media member, whoever it is. Um, you never want to embarrass a teammate. I, I would never want to be embarrassed in, in front of my teammates or whatever. I, so I, I try and do the, the same thing. I think that there is times that you probably maybe maybe the maybe it's crossed the line or, or whatever it is um, in the heat of a a moment or a game um, an important possession whatever it is that you um, you just you can't control your emotion it's an emotional game um, that's the conversation we always have with the referees about about technical fouls it's an emotional game and um, players are going to react at times so. Um, we're all out there, obviously trying to win. So that's the, the hard part. I think. I think for me, my my reactions are probably the the the, the baddest out of those kind of couple of things. I think sometimes my reactions or my my arms, I throw my arms up in the air, or whatever, is is something I'm trying to get better at. Because, I, like I said, I don't want to embarrass my teammates or, or make them feel like it's all their fault. Because if I'm involved in something, then then I'm a part of it too. If I'm on the court, I'm a part of it as well. So. Um, just picking and choosing the times. I think um, I honestly probably go at Rudy the most, but me and Rudy have got a great relationship that he knows I mean it in a good way. Um, or I might say something to him in the heat of the moment, and then when we get to a timeout, I'm, I'll kind of explain myself of, of why. Um, or he'll, he'll bring up a point back to me that's completely valid, and I'll say, yeah, you're right. That's my fault, like my bad, and let's move on to the next one. So... Um, it's a fine line. Um, I'm definitely not uh, afraid or, or whatever to say what I feel or what I think at the time, no matter who it is, Donovan to the, the two-way guys, whoever it is. Um, but I do think it's it's about finding the right time and the right the right way to say it. I know the traditions uh, or the weather for back home this time of year is drastically different, but do you bring any Australian traditions with you for Christmas? No, just some Australian people. Um, that's probably about it. We've got um, some some friends actually coming over for Christmas, and then um, Renee's parents coming over right after Christmas. They're they're going to have Christmas with with their family and come over right after that. But um, yeah, pretty low key. Um, I think it's pretty similar to you guys. We yeah, just get up and open the presents. I think. Uh, Renee used to call me the Grinch because I was never really into Christmas. Um, and then since having the kids, it's, uh, it's definitely changed the, the excitement that they have leading up to it, especially now being kind of three and a half. Um, the excitement that they have leading up to it is, is pretty cool. And now I know how my parents felt when, when we were kids. It's, it's a pretty cool feeling to have um, these kids uh, so excited to to go to bed and to wake up so it's pretty pretty low key but yeah just to just be out with my kids and spend the day I think we played on the 26 right so um, 
not too many beers. Well, Joe, hey, I appreciate the gift that you're giving my wife and I. We'll be over Christmas morning to pick up the keys. What's that? What am I giving you? <laughs> it's a surprise. You just, house, you just you told me it was. You just told me it had wheels. You didn't exactly tell yeah. me what. So we'll find out Christmas morning. Thank you. One Lamborghini. I've got, my, I've got my own really expensive, bad hobby and obsession with cars. I, I'm not buying any for anyone else. <laughs> Just one of your knockoffs, your leftovers, Joe. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. You want to? I drive. To... I drive a. Ford, I drive a Ford Raptor. That's, that's what I. Good to no, go. There's nothing special about that. My wife drives right. a Ford Raptor. All right, Joe, we don't want to make you late. We know you got to run. Thanks for a few minutes. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you uh, when you get back to town. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to all the, the Joe Ingalls fans out there. Um, Merry Christmas. Everyone stay safe, and we'll chat soon. There's Joe Ingalls. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.